This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome to GTC Zakito in studio with Adam Scully, and we are back in the hot seat. Skull, back. What uh, incredible! What time is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. What an incredible run there. I know we've kind of been all over the place. Huh. Uh, Team Golf Talk Canada, yeah. Ireland for you and Bob. I was in DC uh, at uh, Congressional. We were. You were competing. I was competing. Yes, not not very well. Wow. I won my member guest with uh, Mr. So Simon well. Mahoney. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I won my member guest, but then uh, wow. we did not uh, we did not do so well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Heading down to DC, it well, was not. I mean, well I'm sure done. the expectations were different. You know, going in, you know, you, you go from a victory. You guys were like Tiger at the Masters. You get the yes. win, you know, and then miscut. Yeah, you put it all into the. <laughs> One and then you show up and your back's all tight. And oh man! Back. Well, we're gonna. You know what? I, I I'm not going to jump into your Ireland trip because in the next segment we're going to. I want to hear all about your Perfect. trip. So I guess it's. I want to dedicate. It needs at least its own segment, if that. not more, because I. You know, obviously, uh, you know, Bob and myself, and we were all following you on, on social <laughs> media, and I, I want to get your thoughts on the courses yeah. and the whole. The whole rota and, and whatnot. Um, it feels weird that it's July and all the majors are behind us. It's very strange, uh, doesn't it? It's and and weird. I'm I'm just looking here now at, at, at the schedule because um, we're basically this is it. There's one week after this week. There is one week left. And it's playoffs. So there's four weeks left yeah. in the PGA Tour season, and we're off to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Of course, they're in Memphis this week at the World Golf Championship. FedEx St. Jude Invitational. This used to be the FedEx St. Jude Classic. but And I'm going to get into this a little bit later in Winners Weird and What. But um, with only four weeks left, does it feel like – does it feel too early for you? It does. It's. I mean, things are sort of t- tight together. And, and uh, you know, it's weird to think that – a month from so today's July 27th, uh, the tour to tour championship ends on August 25th. Yes, you know it's it's going to be done. It's going to be over. It's just it's very strange, and it's all like there's so many tournaments tightly packed together. We got the Open, we got you know this this WGC, then the Wyndham, the last week of the regular season, then three weeks of playoffs, and yeah. then it's done. It's, it's done. It's very strange. It is very strange. We're going to break down the Open Championship with Bob Weeks. He's he's taken a weekend off, well deserved after uh, efforting for a week over in Ireland for the Open Championship. So Bob's got the weekend off, but he is going to call in with us at nine thirty to. Give us his final thoughts and his week that was at the Open Championship. Obviously, we'll look at leaderboards from around the world of golf this morning because we've got majors going on on the Champions Tour as well as the LPGA. And the LPGA has back-to-back major weeks. Evian uh, in France this week and then next week the Women's uh, Open uh, Championship. So we'll take a look at those leaderboards. Obviously, winners, weird and what. Bob went one-on-one with Adam Hadwin and his Open Championship, the only Canadian to play all four rounds of golf. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Robert uh, Bertel, who is the golf director of Casa de Campo. Um, there's been some really, uh, I'm going to use the term, I know people hate this, fake news Oh wow! about uh, the Dominican Republic yeah. uh, and some really bad rap lately. And, uh, and they're getting some PR that is not 
deserving, and I wanted to reach out to Robert and and get an update on the year that is at Casa de Campo and that people should feel safe to go to Casa de Campo because uh, I know you've probably seen a lot of it pop up on your social media feeds of this. But let me tell you something. When you see the headline, Mysterious Death in the Dominican, and it's a senior citizen loaded up on illegal drugs in Viagra waiting for entertainment to arrive. There's nothing mysterious <laughs> about that death, okay? These deaths happen on a daily, va- uh, a daily uh, basis in a place called Las Vegas, okay? <laughs> so you got to read beyond the headline. And I just think it's unfair to the people of the Dominican Republic, so we wanted to reach out to our friends there at Casa de Campo. We've got uh, lots to get to. Winners, weird, and what, of course. We're going to hear uh, uh, Scully's trip to Ireland. Uh, but before we do, we're going to do some news, news headlines. But before we get to news headlines, Scully, your thoughts, quick little sound bite. I know we'll do it with Bob later. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the Open Championship? I thought it was tremendous. It was amazing. The golf course was immaculate. It was so pure. And for an Irishman to win, mm-hmm. what more could he ask? Yeah, for? a little bit. It, yeah. it certainly was a bit of a homecoming for Irish golf. Yeah, Re- a bit really of a celebration. Was. Not the Irishman we were anticipating. No. But we got one. No, no. All right, Skulls, let's dive into it. Let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. All right, some news and headlines. Now, you know, I don't want to say I told you so, Adam, but... Uh, last September, when I got back from Ireland, uh, if yes. you were listening to Golf Talk Canada, you can go back into the archives on GolfTalkCanada.com, if you like, and yep. find uh, the September episode of when I returned from Ireland. And I uh, visited Adair Manor and uh, and kind of told you, can't say anything official yet, but uh, be absolutely shocked if uh, in 2026 Adair Manor in Ireland was not named the home of the Ryder Cup. The reason they were delaying an announcement is because Rome is coming up in 2022. They're very concerned there being the European uh, Tour and the PGA of America as they uh, were preparing for the 2022 Ryder Cup. They're very concerned being that they hadn't broken dirt yet in Rome for 2022. Pretty vital. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that they feel confident now that Rome is moving forward, that Rome will be ready to go yeah. for 2022. Thus the announcement, Adair Manor hosting the 2026 It's going to be great, and we just saw a, a, an absolutely perfect event at, uh, at Royal Port Rush, and Adair Manor must be a massive venue in, in terms of you know hosting all the hospitality tents and everything that that surrounds not only the, the golf turn but everything around it and you know i i you know I've, i obviously just played many of the top courses in ireland and i was trying to think of some of the other courses that could maybe hold something like this and you know you, you think of like a royal county down and could they hold something eh, probably not mm-hmm. it's one of the best if not the best golf courses in, in the, the world, world but, but the infrastructure exactly needed, but right? at their manner it's going to be a great venue and and we saw the irish crowd just how uh, you know, classy they are, but, but how you know ruckus and crazy it can be. So it's going to be an excellent venue. And the thing about Adair Manor is, if you uh, are not aware of Adair Manor or not familiar with it, it, it is not what you just saw. It is not what you uh, celebrated at the Open Championship. It was not a return to Irish Lynx golf. Uh, Adair Manor, especially after the renovation, and I, I played it pre-reno about seven years ago. But I've seen it post-Reno, which was last September. It's the closest thing Ireland has to Augusta National in terms of pristine, parkland, hard-to-find rough on the property. Okay. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But it is so unlike 
uh, what we just experienced. In fact, it kind of is a bit of a nod to a Valderrama in that sense, where Valderrama, they called, you know, many Europeans refer to a Valderrama as the Augusta of Europe. Really? Okay. Uh, with its very white, uh, uh, white crystal sand bunkers, the edging of the bunkers so clean like Augusta. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a very clean look. Uh and, and, and Adair Manor now is kind of, in a way, Ireland's nod to that. Yeah. I don't know what the number is on the reno, uh, but it was a massive number in terms of the renovation. And it wasn't only to the golf course. They built an entire new wing of the manor, which was already massive and outstanding. And one, and one of the leading hotels of the world chains won a gazillion... Uh, uh, awards over the years. They built a whole brand new wing that, by the way, looks like it was there for forever. It, really? it just how they built this thing to look like it's 100 years old or whatever the original manner. I mean, absolutely outstanding. So well-deserved. Well, and, and course management or how they designed the course was obviously a huge topic at the Ryder Cup last year with the Club de Nacional and just how tight it was. And you wonder how whoever the European captain is going to be, <laughs> Graham McDowell probably, <laughs> uh, how, 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 how they're, they're going to want to set that up. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, also news, there were some weather issues at uh, Evian Masters. Mm-hmm. So they're behind. They're playing catch up there at the ladies' major. Uh, we'll do leaderboards updates uh, later on. And, of course, we'll do uh, FedEx. But, before you know, let's cut this segment short, Scully, because <laughs> I really am more personally interested Perfect. in your trip to Ireland and your time and you, because I've been there. I've yep. played the courses. So I'm, I want to see because, you know, uh, my favorite – I've got so many favorite golf experiences in Ireland and Scotland, but uh, Turnberry might be uh, Turnberry might be my favorite golf course in the mm. world, which is in Scotland. Old Head might be my favorite golf experience in the world. Royal County Down might be the best golf course in the world. Mm. But I always say if I can break them up and split them up, the my favorite back nine on the planet <laughs> is Trey Lee. And my favorite front nine on the planet might be Port Stewart. I've, I, I waver on that one, but it's close. But certainly the back nine at Trey Lee. Yeah. And my and my buddy Mark Carnival works for PGA Tour Radio, former uh, player on PGA Tour, uh, rookie of the year back in 92. Carney played Trey Lee last month. He said, that's the best nine holes I've ever played. The back yeah. So I don't know. We're going to get your opinion. We're going to talk Scully's. Trip to Ireland. I'm surprised you're back. I thought you'd just stay. I, I, I thought you having the time. Yeah. I thought you'd be like living living with some Irish lady right now and just going, boys, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, we'll talk Scully Ireland next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC and welcome back, Adam Scully, to the mainland. Hello. Uh, Skulls, okay. Oh. You know, we were talking about, we we're all talking about our Ireland trips forever, all year. 
Ireland, Ireland. I mean, people are probably sick of hearing how we can't wait to go to Ireland. <laughs> quiet, <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Um, That's a good drop. <laughs> Gonna be big. We're okay. Geez, we're getting sidetracked over here. Uh, There was a great Trump impersonator at the uh, congressional member guest. I'm sure. Oh my God, it was so funny. You are fake news. There you go. You are fake news. Um, um, It was uh, anyway. Yes. Anyway, I digress. Uh, We uh, you just got back. I did. Uh, and Monday. I am about to leave the day. The minute they hand out the FedEx Cup, I'm wheels up, baby. I'm, I'm out yeah. of here. Yeah. FedEx Cup, I'm gone. Yeah. Zucchino I'm gone. out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's start. So you you leave on a Monday night. We left on a Wednesday. Wednesday, night. you fly overnight to, so to fly, Dublin. Fly over about a two hour delay, which is fine. Uh, they might have been serving champagne. Who, on the Who'd flight. you fly with? Air Transat. Air Transat. Who Air was just recently uh, recently purchased by Air Canada? Yes. 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 So we had seats that were a little bigger for those nice for little guys like your height yes. and your yeah. size. Yes. So so we were just hoping uh, there was some issue with the plane. We were just hoping to get there and yes, because we, we, anyway we got there at about eleven thirty noonish. We mm-hmm. teed off at the Island Club now. Okay, I was telling you how narrow oh, some of the parts of the Island Club are for your oh, first yeah. round. Tell, yeah. like, like, do you not feel like you're hitting it down a few bowling well, alleys that at the Island Club? Well, that 14th hole is the narrowest hole known to mankind. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. I made four there, and I missed the fairway. How do you make four missing fairway there? What you must have like had it, a... th- there was there was recoil out of the rough. I gotta say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean that green itself. It's a very narrow green. My buddy Gavin, who you played yeah, with, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. His ball landed on the green and bounced in the penalty area. Really? So it's just a very it was hard... firm. And yeah. T- yeah, it's fun though. Yeah. Right? It's very different. But so I mean, coming into this, the weather was going to be a huge factor. Right. And we land, and we all had shorts on. We all had short sleeves on. I love it. But the interesting thing was, so we're walking around the clubhouse. We might have had a pint of Guinness before the round. And Jordan Spieth's swing coach walks by, Cameron McCormick. Cameron McCormick. Yes, I saw I'm this like, on oh, uh, interesting. social media. This is interesting. Was that where you bumped into Jordan? Uh, that was a couple days later, actually. Ah. Because the next day, we go up to... Okay, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you spend the night in Dublin? No, so then we went up to um, the Sleeve Donner. Sleeve Donner, where I'll be staying. Had a great... Tremendous Yeah, so so the, the order of our trip is a little... Um, well, you're working around the Open Championship. Yes, yes. Right. And because the tee times at Royal County Down were hard to get. As they we were are. hoping to end our trip with it, but now it was closer to the start of our trip. Right. So we drove up about... Two hours or so. Yeah. Um, Give or take. Yeah, and then we woke up. Uh, we had 36 holes planned at Royal County Down. How good is that? Uh, my dad, Ricky, and I had matching plus fours on. I saw that. Which, which yeah, was, you uh, really state. embraced it. Yes, we did. And we had many compliments around this. And, of course, they're at Royal County Down. Cameron McCormick again. So he's following us around right. everywhere. Well, he wants to see. He was trying to figure out how you hit it so far so he could help Jordan. <laughs> but, I mean, Royal County Down, I've had the honor of playing it yeah. four years ago. Was it in great shape it, as always? Yeah, it's so pure. It's as good as it, you know. It's just, it's one of the best golf courses. It's got one of the best, some of the best sights you'll ever see, as you well know. Yeah. It's hard because I, I always say I, I can't. I love lists of yes. any kind, regardless of who's doing them, because I love the conversation that the lists create mm-hmm. and the debate mm-hmm. and and. Uh, but so, but I can't. Like I can't. Once we get to that level, yeah, it's like there. It's just like all I say is this: so Turnberry, Thornock, Royal County Down, Portrush. Uh, I'm forgetting some back nine at Traley, yeah. Old Head, Carnoustie. Like yeah, yeah. I just go, uh, you know, I've played. I, I don't. I can't tell you which one's better than the other. All I can tell you is I never played one better than any of them. Yeah, 
you know, hundred percent. That's a good way to put it. But so, but we had so we played thirty six holes there. That's amazing. Which which was uh, it was a grind because it was so hard. Right. Um, but the conditions were amazing. Okay, so I will say that yeah. if you uh, remove weather from the equation, yeah, and everybody, you get a perfect day of golf on all those golf courses we just mentioned. Royal County yeah. Downs the hardest. Oh, 100%. Yeah, by far. So if you take the weather off Turnberry, I love Turnberry, by the way, but if you take the weather away, which is hard because mm-hmm. you're on the ocean, you mm-hmm. usually get wind. But if you get a calm day at Turnberry, I'm not, it's still a good challenge, but you'll be able to play it. Yeah. I don't know if you'll ever be able to play Royal County. It's now. so narrow. It in is spots. so hard. Yeah. And, and it's like concrete most of the time. Uh huh. Was it bouncing this oh, year, yeah. too? It was bouncing, too. It was a lot of firm two irons off the tee. I played it two weeks before the Irish Open a couple of years ago. So I assumed, right. oh, it's just the Irish Open. They're like, no, it's always like this. I mean, yeah. like, it's always that firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so hard. It was it was amazing. And I, my uh, one of the guys there, Patty Forbes, was um, he's won the Bayview Club Championship 10 times. So he wanted to play the back tees. Yeah, and, I did that as well. And and they let him. Yeah, which, we did too. Yeah, and oh my god. Yeah, I did not want to go back there. They did it no. usually. If you if you have proof of handicap or mm-hmm. they knew who you are, you know, or you know, in advance, mm-hmm. they'll let you go. They would have let you go. Well, you hit it so bloody far. You can play the back tee anywhere you want. Well, well, that ninth hole there, that par four, sort of down the hill. He barely. There's a big hill that goes downhill, mm-hmm. and he barely cleared it. And he had a good. He had it probably 280 yards or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Win, but, Trust me, I hear you. But so from there, Royal County down, we're all sort of pumped and tired at the same time. We we drive. To Dublin from there, so but back to Dublin. Back to Dublin. Okay, so two and a half hours or yeah, so. Yeah, no, it's yeah, at, which, um, at most, yeah. at most. So pizza on the bus, check into the hotel. The young lads wanted to check out Dublin. Did you go to Temple Bar? Uh, we did. Oh we my! Went. And you lived. We, I spent three lived. nights in Temple Bar in September and had a blast with Heather on her. On How her much birthday. sleep did you get? About we one sleep, minute. Nothing. Yeah. I looked at her. I said. I wanted you, because she'd never been there before. I wanted you to experience this, because I've done this before, but we're 20 years too late. Uh, <laughs> people in their 40s do not should not do this. They should visit Temple Bar once yeah. on a trip, but don't stay. We stayed in Temple yeah. Bar for three nights, yeah. and I think I'm still trying to catch up. Well, struggling. Yes. yes. Well, and speaking of struggling, uh, some of the lads had a bit of a late night, and we, we had a Guinness uh, tour book to the next morning it's at amazing, eleven a.m. It? It's, a, it's amazing what the, what the Guinness tour can do to help your well-being. I told you about the Golf Talk Canada fans at the Guinness yes. tour. Yes, they that jumped was out amazing. of line. Our, our listeners so and funny. viewers from Kelowna, they're like, we watch you guys all the time. <laughs> they they pulled me out, and I'm taking I'm taking. Yeah. And listen, I don't get recognized anywhere. Yeah. Uh, like, well, if it's a golf I'm event, Sergio Garcia. Okay, if it's a golf event, I'll get recognized <laughs> yeah. in a golf community because we're all the same. Yeah. All us golfers, we're all listening yeah. and watching and enjoying the same things. But outside the golf community, you, you know, basically you wouldn't know me if you hit me with a bus. Yeah. Apparently not the Guinness Factory. Which is hilarious. Apparently not the so, Guinness Factory. So we do the Guinness Tour. It was, it was great. And then we go to Port Marnock. Yes. Another just truly great links. And, and this, there's a bit of a different feel because we walked or we, our bus arrived and there were about 40 people around that first tee and we're like, what's going on? Yeah. And then one of the guys recognizes there's Jordan Spieth. So it was at Port Marnock. At Port Marnock. So Jordan and his and Cameron McCormick, who yeah. was following us yeah, around yes. Ireland, was with them. They were two groups ahead of us. Really? Yeah. Did you hit into them over a no, couple other No, but Jordan groups? did take a breakfast ball though. <laughs> he did take it. He, he hit did? it way left his first. Oh, tee that's shot. not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I may or may not have shanked my first tee shot. Ooh, Literally, it was, like, okay. it was a hosel. Yeah. So old Port Marnock's an old classic. So now you're in Dublin. Where do you go from here? So from you, there, you, you ended up at Ballybunion. We were all over. So then we went to the European uh, European Club, which the next day. is the most bizarre golf club in all of Ireland. It's it's interesting. 
There's it's, palm trees. Yes, and at, it is at the European it is, Club. It is as close to Parkland as you'll probably get. But there are some great views, like along the beach on that. There's back that great nine. par three that goes out to the beach. I think it's on the back nine. It almost feels like yes. the, the green is sitting out in the middle of nowhere on yep. its own. It's yep. beautiful. So that Absolutely was just another beautiful. great setup. And then uh, we did a bit of a drive after that to Trilly. Uh, and so yeah. I remember you had told me about the back nine at Trilly. We, yes. We've talked about it before, yes. obviously. and just how Best back nine in the world. Yes. And so I remember I, we played the front nine. And I almost texted you right there saying, this front nine was insane. It is. Just wait, though. Just wait. Just wait. And then you go to the 10. And then 11. Up the hill. 11 then, is when it gets, starts to go nuts. Yeah. You get up and that And it was into the wind for us, too. Oh, oh my God. God. And then coming home on that, coming home that, on that, that backside, down the hill, thirteen, four, oh my, seventeen then, up, uh, yep. dog leg up the hill, right. And then the, the cool thing was, so eighteen, maybe the largest sand dunes you've ever seen on a golf course. Yeah, probably. Them or Bally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that eighteenth hole down the hill was straight down fan for us. Well, you had driver wedge into the par I five. Had driver wedge yeah. into the par five. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was a highlight. Um, Trey Lee was amazing. Uh, and then the next day was Bally Bunyan, which, w- which we all know, which my dad had said it was his favorite golf course Did, in the world. It, well, it's tremendous. The 12th hole there is one of the best uh, yeah. holes in the world. Did you get any sun at Bally? I've played Bally we three times in, in the sideways it, rain. It felt like it was June in Toronto. That's amazing. We had maybe a club of wind. Uh, we had the matching plus fours again on, obviously. And uh, we, I had a great caddy there. I had my best score of the week, a 76 there, which was great. Awesome. Um, and then the next day at La Hinch, bit of a drive, we got so some good. carnage. We got some You weather. said it was brutal. We got, so Sunday at the Open was bad. Right. We had that and then some for the entire four hours. Oh, my Lord. Okay. And La Hinch is... But I love La Hinch. It's La Hinch special. is amazing. And I got to say, I, I've had some ball striking rounds in my mm-hmm. life. I shot 79 in Carnage, and it felt like 69. Right. I love that, yeah. though. When you can break 80 yeah. in Carnage, yeah. you feel like you've done something. It right? was it was one of those rounds I'll remember for the rest we, of my life. We got to wrap. We got to go to break. If you had to pick one, can you do it? That you played? It'd be County Down 1, 1A, and Bally Bunyan 1B. Wow, there you go. Yeah. And you can't wait to go back? I can't wait to go back at some point. This was a trip of a lifetime, well, dads and lads trip. And who knows? Maybe we'll do a golf talk. And oh, how good would that be? Uh, Woo! Yeah. Nietzsche! <laughs> um, well, uh, we'll have this conversation again yes, in a we few will. weeks when I get back. Yes, I can't wait. There we go. We'll be on the other side. You know, be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. On the other side, speaking of wonderful venues, yeah. uh, maybe a little different spot. Because when you want to go to Ireland and play golf, you probably want to do it somewhere between March and September, October. You probably don't want to be doing it in November, December, Jan, Feb. But you know where the perfect place in the world to go play golf in that, those months? Casa de Campo, Dominican mm. Republic, La Romana, one of my favorite spots. Robert Bertel, who is the golf director, we checked in with him. We'll talk a little Casa de Campo next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. <laughs> We're jamming this morning. We're all talking vacations to Ireland yeah. for yeah. golf. Our live studio audience yeah. is just loving this. Place is jam packed this morning. Yeah. 
can barely hear you. No. I haven't seen it this packed since our Festivus special. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny about Festivus? We, we, you sent out our our schedule. Yes, for and you the saw rest it. Yes. Festivus is like oh, it's well, July twenty fifth, around the corner. Plan more than my mother. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I know we have still so much travel coming up. Yes. You just got home from Ireland. I'm on my way to Ireland. Actually, Robert uh, Bertel, who is the golf director at Casa de Campo, he's taking a group over to Ireland oh. as well. And him and I were chatting about that a little bit off mic. Uh, and he's excited to go and whatnot. But yeah. uh, Robert has a great gig. He is the golf director at Casa de Campo in La Romana, Dominican Republic, which That'll play. you've got to go. Yeah, you I, have, I, to, I go have to go because, yeah. you know, um, quite often when you talk about the, the DR or Caribbean golf in general, you say, oh, it's, it's, it's some of the best golf in the Caribbean or it's, it's good for warm weather, climate, climate, etc. But at Casa, it it's like no, it's just world class golf. Period. So you don't have to put that that boundary around yeah. it, like to lower your expectation yeah. that it's good for the Caribbean right. or it's good for the South. I mean, you can drop these golf courses against any golf course on the planet. Wow. They're so good. I actually think, even though Teeth of the Dog is probably the more famous of the mm. of the pro- properties golf courses, and I actually think I like Die For better, which is the other hmm. one. A lot and, harder. And, and we, we focus on both of those on that segment we ran uh, yes. earlier. That's right. That's right when we did. And next year we're going to do, I, I think we're going to go down and we're going to do a full Casa de Campo wow. uh, TV special to take an in-depth look at the property. Uh, so anyway, anyway, like I said off the top, uh, I love the people of the Dominican Republic, as we were saying off the top of today's show. And I am unhappy with some of the press yeah. that they've been getting lately. And you need, in all walks of life, not just this, you need to read read past the headline because unfortunately we live in a world now where not all companies that position themselves as news are actually distributing news. Some of it is clickbait. Some of it is a lot of things. Uh, It is a business. And uh, I felt it was important to reach out to Robert and connect with what a great year they've had at Casa de Campo and what a great upcoming fall and winter season they're having, how safe it is to go to Casa de Campo. And I'm listen, I wouldn't go anywhere that I felt unsafe. I can't wait to get back there. I'm going back as soon as possible. So I had a chance to catch up with Robert. And let's hear uh, from Robert Bertel, who is the golf director at Casa de Campo. Joining me now, friend of the program, we're always happy to touch base with anyone at Casa de Campo because not only are they a sponsor of Golf Talk Canada, I just love the place, love my affiliation. Uh, it's always so much fun when you enjoy doing business with, with the people you do business with, and I, I can't be happier to be an ambassador of Casa de Campo. And the director of golf operations joining us now, Robert Bertel. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I, you know, I was down there earlier in the year and had an absolute blast. And thank you for taking the time to, to spend some time with me early in the year. And, and thanks for joining me now to kind of do a, a, a bit of a wrap of, of the season that was at Casa de Campo and, and maybe some of the changes or what's coming in the fall. So thanks for taking the time today. Sure, Mark. Happy to Happy to be with you. Uh, Now, Robert, the last time I was there, uh, there was quite the event. But before we get to the event, I I need to bring up a little bit of the elephant in the room because I've been very vocal over the last several weeks and months about some of the the fake news, I call it, coming out of uh, Casa de Campo. Not really out of Casa de Campo because that that name hasn't been mentioned, but really out of the Dominican Republic. And I love the people of the Dominican Republic. And I'm very fond of the place. I, I was married in the Dominican Republic 
you know my fondness of Casa de Campo. I have never felt anything but safe and welcomed by, by not only your resort, but the people. And I think that's an important, important narrative to, to, to change that, you know, Casa de Campo is, is just an exceptional place. And, and people uh, will feel nothing but warmth and embrace coming to Casa de Campo. That's right. Yeah, the uh, it is unfortunate the news uh, that's been going on, and the you know the truth about traveling is um, you should always take precautions when you travel, no matter where you're going. Um, and it's very sad that those that those folks and those families had issues. But to your point, no Casa de Campo, we've had we've had uh, no trouble. I mean, coming to Casa de Campo, you're in you're in a five star resort. Um, we're really a little city. Uh, inside of um, the Dominican Republic. But just to give you an idea, I mean, we've had Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton was just here, and, you know, he's not going to go anywhere that's unsafe. And and on the on a personal side of it, like I live here with my wife and my child, you know, and we, we live life just like any, any family would be, and we're not going to put ourselves in a situation that's unsafe. So, yeah, it is, uh, to your point, I never thought I'd use the term fake news, but it is, you know, a lot of the reporting needs to, you need to check pre-existing conditions of some of these folks. And although it is very sad, but um, we're one of the safest destinations uh, that there is. So if, if any person who wants to travel, you need to check the risk. You need to be aware of where you are and what you're doing and uh, what you're eating and where you're, where you're hanging out. But we're, we're one of the safest places. We've had no issues and, um, we look forward to welcoming everybody uh, this fall and this winter. And I know I've got a bunch of Canadian friends that are members of the PGA of Canada that are bringing groups down over the winter and the fall, so they're excited to get there. And uh, As you know, I love the place, and I'll see you at some point over the winter, probably into uh, 2020. But last time I was there, uh, there was a great event, Tar Heels event, uh, NCAA golf tournament, which was just tremendous. And I actually got the opportunity to go out and watch some of these uh, players, which were just incredible to follow around some of the ladies uh, that ended up going on to do some great things this year. But uh, what are the highlights for you this year in terms of golf at Casa de Campo? Because I'm sure that's got to be one of them, but you've had such a great year. I just uh, wanted to recap to see, you know, what, what were the highlights for you maybe personally and, and maybe for the club? Sure. To, to just first talk, touch on uh, what you mentioned, we did. We hosted the Susie Whaley, who's a uh, Tar Heel Classic. And Susie, as many of you know, is the president of the PGA of America. They were down in March. I think there were, oh, maybe 12 universities or so competing. But, uh, yeah, Jennifer Kupcha was um, the number one ranked amateur lady in the world at the time. And she actually won the tournament. And uh, many of the folks listening may know her name because she won the inaugural Augusta National Women's Invitational. Uh, and now she's on the LPGA Tour uh, doing well. So that was really exciting. That that tournament was fantastic. And having all those top universities here playing Teeth of the Dog, that, the ladies loved it. The coaches loved it. Um, all the parents and followers just had a great time. And that was a that was a what our largest ladies amateur event um in january we hosted the uh, the second our second latin america amateur championship it's the first time that they've uh, repeated a venue they repeated a, at casa de campo which is the top amateurs in latin america um and we had uh fantastic golf the first time uh, the first year we hosted it was in 2016 
and the lowest score was the winning score I believe was three under par. And this year the scores were I believe fourteen under par. And it just shows you how much better these players get. I mean these are the top players in the world. They just happen to be from Latin America. And uh we it was a it was a fantastic event. That event is run by the USGA, the RNA, and the Masters Tournament, which is the only tournament in the world that is run by all three leading organizations in golf. Um, so that was a, an unbelievable experience to to be the host of that venue, the host of that tournament, and um, we look forward to working with them in the future. As far as some of the other uh, events we had this this past winter, we continued our Winter Pro-Am Series where we have – uh, golf professionals from from local clubs all over the United States, Canada, uh, Latin America that come to Casa de Campo for a week's pro-am tournament with three members. Uh, those are always a ton of fun. Uh, you get to meet people in the golf industry from all over the place, and the teams interact with each other and make friends, and, and that's really what these events are about. I mean, obviously you want to play well, but it's just who you meet through golf that is what Casa de Campo and what is so special to me about being a part of of, uh, of golf and having these folks come down is the relationships that you can build throughout the years. And um, we look forward to running these events through next uh, through this winter coming up and into next spring as well. And I think the last part of your question was some of the – we have been – we continue to work and make Casa de Campo better, not only in golf but around the resort. Um, in golf, we we work with we have a golf course uh, con- consultant company. We work with Jerry Pate Design. Jerry Pate, as you know, may have he won the U.S. Open and the Players Championship. Uh, he studied under Pete Dye, who's our original um, designer. And we've worked on leveling tees. We've worked on drainage. We worked on uh, cart path improvements, uh, tree improvements, airflow, uh, just to make the playing conditions of our golf courses uh, better. So. Um, you know, I think the people that were here last year are going to come this year and say, oh, wow, you can really see the difference, which is the same thing that happened the year before. And we continue to make improvements. We have a plan for the next two years out so far uh, of improvements that we're going to make and because uh, that's our goal. You know, we, we're continuing to make our golf product better and make the experience for our guests better. Well, you certainly do that. Every time I'm there, I see the improvements from the time before, and it's hard to improve because it's already pretty spectacular. Uh, <laughs> teeth, teeth of the dog is obviously the one that everybody talks about, and, and rightfully so. so but uh, a die for is is probably got my five. Uh, excuse me, my favorite nine holes on the entire property is probably on die for, and the, and the links is a fun golf course. So you've got lots of golf options. And uh, later on this season, I'd love to touch base with the gentleman who operates your uh, practice facility and training center, performance center. I can't believe the changes there. That was actually the one that struck me, Robert, the last time I was down with the investment in uh, the, the training facility and the avail- uh, availability to get custom fit and take a proper lesson and work on your game that practice center it was just jaw dropping so uh, and i know that's part of the offer there as well it's not just great food great accommodations perfect weather great golf but there's also the opportunity to get instruction and clinics and work on your game and get the best of that which is rare sometimes in in your part of the world and you guys have really put a big 
step forward in that. So hopefully our Canadian listeners, I know, again, we have a lot of PGA Canada people bringing groups down over the winter, uh, but it's also available for just if you want to book a group uh, uh, and bring uh, 8, 12, 16, or just go with a buddy or couples. It's casadecampo.com.do. That's casadecampo.com.do is the address. Robert, why, why the fall, winter? I've always been down November through, I'm going to say March, or is kind of the time that I've always visited Casa de Campo. And i got to be honest with you, from November to March, it seems to be 86 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny every day with a light breeze. It's like, I don't know if you're programming the weather or you have made a deal with somebody above, but it, it's absolutely perfect golf conditions. It, it's just never too hot, never cold, just the lightest breeze. Is that just the norm for that time of year? It is. It's actually the norm pretty much year-round. We uh, A fantastic time to visit. I mean, obviously, those times are perfect because the winter, the weather up at uh, where most of your folks are listening from is quite chilly, but even into June, June and July. And we actually have a big pro-am coming up in August uh, where we have 110 players, 22 teams uh, competing, and the weather is just as good in the summer as it is in the fall, in the winter. So there's not a bad time to come down here. Um, obviously, in the summer, there's far less people. But, uh, yeah, we're we're very blessed. Uh, we're very blessed with the weather. You don't get a lot of rain, so your golf isn't impeded. Your, uh, there's always a nice ocean breeze, no matter if it's from the north or the south. And um, obviously the, the wind can blow a little bit as it does in the Caribbean, but it's a, it's the way the feet die designed the golf courses to play with the wind. So that breeze feels good. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. You can't beat it. Well, often when you talk about Caribbean golf, you say, well, it's some of the best golf in the Caribbean. But when you talk about Casa de Campo, it's simply some of the best golf in the world. I hold up these golf courses uh, to anywhere I've played golf on the planet. And, and to me, that's part of what makes the golf uh, very special at Casa de Campo, along with the complete experience. Robert, we will touch base uh, with you and your team over the winter. I will see you hopefully early in 2020. And uh, maybe I'll get a Golf Talk Canada team to down to one of these pro-ams over the winter. I think that might be fun. So uh, casadecampo.com.do, casadecampo.com. .do is the website address. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time with me today. Mark, thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you soon. Always good to catch up with our friends at Casa de Campo, and I suggest you check it out over the winter. Not a better place to escape. Canadian winter, and now for our listeners in Southern Ontario, I know we are listening coast to coast, but for our friends in Southern Ontario listening on 1150 in Hamilton and 1050 in Toronto, Air Transit now direct nonstop to La Romana uh, Airport, which is practically across the road from Casa de Campo, so absolutely perfect. On the other side, we'll get you caught up on all things GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. 
And welcome back to GTC. Wrapping up the front side, as Scully would say, Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Want to give a shout out to Craig Harkness. Craig is listening on his way to play golf in Nova Scotia. So a shout out to Craig. Play well. Enjoy your day on the links, Craig. And thanks for reaching out to us on Twitter. And Adam has something he'd like to say to you. Craig, I sincerely apologize for using the term shank. As you're on your way to your golf game, this guy's such an idiot. Yeah, right? I should have thought better because I know I haven't touched the club in about ten days, and there are going to be a couple of hosel rockets on uh, my end for sure. Oh, that's not good, eh? Not no, good, eh? Not good, eh? Not good, eh? <laughs> Woo! Uh, Craig, Hart, well, there, there it is. is. Nate, I love when Nate is in our live yeah. studio audience. Yeah. That's my favorite. And there Phil Kessel, and too. Phil, well, <laughs> Phil's eating hot dogs in the corner. That's, the, now, you know, that's you, a different subject. You want Phil to not uh, come into GTC, we got to start stop serving hot dogs in the morning, and he'll get out of the studio, yeah. right? So, Nate is anywhere there's a party yeah. that Nate is going to be, and yeah. GTC is certainly a party. <laughs> so, uh, not, Next week, a uh, long weekend. Uh, yep. and so we will be running a best of at Golf Talk Canada the following week. Uh, come back uh, to see if you won a Bushnell V4 hybrid. Of course, how do you win a Bushnell V4 hybrid on Golf Talk Canada? Tweet us or hit us up on Instagram at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf with your story of how you use Bushnell, how you would use Bushnell, how you have used Bushnell to conquer your nemesis hole, make your best par, play your favorite golf hole, send us pictures, videos, stories, anything goes, random draw to win the V4 hybrid. Also, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. We've got four weeks left. That sounds right, yeah. yeah. I think roughly four weeks left before we give out the grand yeah. prize, which is custom through the bag, mm-hmm. top to bottom tour experience, full set of tailor-made clubs. And this week we're giving away Spider X putter. Spider X putter this week. The only way you can win, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. That's all you have to do is follow us. If you follow us already, you're already in. And congratulations to our winners, Coast to Coast, who won the custom fitting. Uh, you would have reached, You would have heard from us. Uh, by direct message on Twitter or social media for the winners uh, coast to coast on the custom fitting contest for June for our friends at TaylorMade. They will follow up and reach out to you shortly to organize your booking. On the other side, Weeksy jumping in. Uh, He'll jump in to give us his thoughts and we will recap collectively our thoughts on the Open Championship that was. We will look at leaderboards from around the world of golf as there is a lot of golf going on, including a couple of majors on the Champions Tour and the Ladies Tour, as well as a World Golf Championship event happening down in Memphis where Jerry the King Lawler, by the way, speaking of wrestling, was on the grounds, the King, uh, there at Memphis. So we'll uh, touch base on that leaderboard. We'll hear from Adam Hadwin, who made the cut and played all four rounds of the Open Championship. Winners, weird and what, so much to get to. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't get Hour 2 of GTC in your neck of the woods, you can listen to us online at the iHeartRadio app, online at tsn.ca. Of course, TSN Mobile, like Craig is listening on his way to the golf course in Halifax. Not thinking about it And all. not yeah. thinking about yeah. the shanks. Uh, and, of course, you could always call your program director at your local TSN radio station and go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. I have much. an idea. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca.
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. Uh, welcome back to GTC, the back nine, as Adam Scully would v- refer We're it underway. to. And is my co-host today, Mr. Adam Scully. His week's a well-deserved uh, weekend off after a, a big week at the Open Championship. But he will join us and uh, momentarily in the next uh, couple segments away. And uh, we will uh, wrap up, put a bow, as they say, on the Open Champion. Chances are he's on, on, a, on a run right now. I would think he's getting ready for uh, a big one. He's got a marathon coming up. Uh, Bob does October maybe yeah Is it that far away now yeah I don't know if it's October no. it might not be but it takes a while like oh. there's a program where he says okay on this day you start this and it's a it's a ramp up clearly we wouldn't know I wouldn't yeah. know but you're pumping iron he's running uh, I don't know what I'm doing I'm cutting back my alcohol consumption <laughs> yeah. that's that's well, my well I I didn't work out of course in Ireland and I no. got back the only workout I did, I did was yes my, my your right bicep looks yeah. huge just, from it's, lifting it's like Rafael Nadal yeah. what, but I did yeah. a workout on Tuesday and I could barely walk yeah a couple days. the first day back of anything is brutal yeah. isn't it but I'm good now you're yeah. good yeah you're good you're back in I'm back yeah okay you got those endorphins pumping is that it just wearing extra small shirts and it's unbelievable <laughs> you're fantastic in the gym Adam you look fantastic all right, let's do it. Three dub winners, weird and what? You have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. It's fantastic. Okay, my what, winner this what week. What is your winner? <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do, Adam? <laughs> He's such an idiot. Here. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Uh, my, my winner this week, and it's been my win- he's been my winner many times before. Right? It's Phil Mickelson's social media game, and he released another version of the fireside chats with Phil. This time, he was sitting in the champions' locker room with Padraig Harrington, and just talking about a story that he um, that happened between them in Singapore many years previous, uh, where they're playing, they're betting actually, which you can't do anymore, and the loser would buy dinner that night. Right. So. So uh, Padraig Harrington loses the bet, so he's going to buy dinner, and he walks into a private room, and there's a sommelier in there, and Padraig Harrington didn't know what a sommelier was, and there's six bottles of red wine, (laughs) and then apparently some 18-year-old walks in, and it's legal to drink when you're 18, a a, a fan, and Phil said, hey, we'll get you a bottle of wine, and he signs it 10 minutes later, hey, we'll get you another bottle of wine, and Padraig sort of going, well, you know, Phil, I I was just going to have steak and chips, and it ended up being a a five-figure uh, check that night. Lovely. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I, as he said, as Harrington said, Mickelson's known as one of the most generous guys on tour, but you don't want to lose to him because uh, <laughs> stuff like that could happen. So, uh, these fireside chats have been hilarious. Uh, he posted one with his mother uh, first, and his mother kept calling him Philip. Philip. Yes. Philip. I love that. It's yes. like when Brooke calls Bob Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Well, Bobby, yes, that, that's one of the better. I love oh, that. Oh, yes, that's so good. Uh, my weird this week, and before I give you my weird, I'm going to ask you a question, Mark. Yes, sir. If you make seven birdies in a round, mm-hmm. what do you think you're shooting? If I'm not four under or better, I think I've played bad. So if I make seven birdies and I'm three under, two under, one under, I'm kind of disappointed with seven birdies. I don't. If I shoot four under, you know, I'm not good enough to not think I'm still going to give a few back. Because if I'm making seven birdies, I'm probably taking shots at some flags too along the way. Right. 
Uh, but that, yeah, that would be my answer. The reason I ask you yes, is... Yes, why? Is why do you ask? Someone, Jordan Spieth yeah. made seven birdies on Thursday. Mm-hmm. He shot even par. That's pathetic for a player. Oh, even par! It's pathetic. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, so, uh, I'll, I'll read. So, he was uh, three under on the front side, four birdies and a bogey. His back nine, par, birdie, triple. Par, par, triple. <laughs> Birdie, par, birdie. He made two birdies down the stretch. A triple? Yes. Come on. And two triples. Two triples. And and the par on 17, his feet were, he was standing almost on a fence and hit this great shot to 12 feet and missed the putt. It was like, oh. Like the wild year or the wild time that Jordan Spieth had since that Open Championship victory. His brain is completely scrambled eggs. I'm telling you right now. His brain is scrambled eggs. He needs a team of doctors in lab coats and clipboards. And like he needs a whole thing. He needs a helmet with like wires and antennas sticking out of it. This is not good. It's very curious because he had that killer instinct for so long. And I mean, I'm saying this in past, he's 25 years old. Here's the thing before, before you get going, here's the thing that is so interesting about golf. And to a certain degree, we saw it with Tiger with Y.E. Yang is that once the veil has been removed, once you look behind the, the magic curtain and see the wizard turning the big wheel and the magic's gone, when Y Yang took down Tiger and then everything else happened after that, mm-hmm. he was, all of a sudden, he was mortal. And we saw a lot of stuff go down with Tiger that was made him from, like, you know. Invincible. Almost invincible. That Jordan Spieth, they call, used to call him what? The golden child, yeah. right? Yep. And he was invincible. Even when he tried to give away an open championship against Matt Kuchar, what happened? 50-foot eagle putts. This, I mean, invincible. But when there's a crack, when the shield breaks, and once that magic, and you start to feel that vulnerability, man, can it, it just evaporate overnight. You go back to the 2016 Masters, you know, and, and when, when, when you're hitting a ball, yeah. when you're missing it short right on basically. And that's where it happened. Yeah. That's, that, is the the un- that is the, bogey, bogey the start of the Device. crack. And as you, it's like you get the pebble in the windshield at the wrong time, and it starts off as a crack, and you don't get it repaired, and it spreads, and it spreads, and next thing you know, the bloody thing shattered. That's what this well, is. Well, and, and this is a question that'll go in your three dive, I know, mm-hmm. is that, you know, how can you pick Jordan for the President's Cup? You can't. You can't. You cannot, and uh, we're uh, going to get to that. Yeah, we are, and it's just, it's wild. But anyway. Your what, sir? Uh, my what, sir? What a blow up by J.B. Holmes to be in the second to last group. At the Open Championship, and then fire a smooth 87. Throw it on the board. It's like the Jerry Lewis telethon. Go to the big board for 87. 87. Not the first time he's done this, too. 2017 so. Players' Championship. Yeah. Final group yeah. shot 84. Yeah. Isn't that, like, to think that a PGA Tour, I mean, yes, the conditions were awful. Yes, but not, there were guys, Shane Lowry shot one over in the same conditions. Yes, that's right. Okay. But, I mean, Justin Rose shot 79. Jordan Spieth yes. was 78. Yes. Justin High Thomas. 70s, digestible. In fact, that's what the last 10 groups were averaging, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in the high 70s. Yeah. He was nowhere but to be found. 87 out of bounds in the first hole, a couple doubles. Then, of course, you got Brooks Kepka, you know, giving him the tie. Okay. So, oh. question for you. Yes. Before, before I take the tee, did, did any of that play in his mind do does any of that the reputation of slow play the being called out by Brooks Kepka uh, the heat a little bit of heat maybe in the media 
You think that played into any of that? I think it might have. I mean, when, when you're looking for reasons, it's, right? It's you know the game. The game of golf, as we well know, is such a mental game that mm-hmm. if something you know falls off, the the entire game starts to implode. So uh, it was a wild. We'll scene. get Weeksy's opinion on. We that. will, but to yeah. go from second last group to finishing in T sixty five, impressive. But now, Mark, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Okay, the truth is it's very hard to defend Rory McIlroy. And I did on our 60-minute wrap-up special because Brandel Chambly took a rip at Rory, called him a choke. And I don't think Rory's a choke. I think he's got to make some hard decisions about certain people in his camp, very much like Dustin with his brother on his bag. They're maybe not prepared and don't make the best decisions. And it feels like that with Rory. How you hit it OB on Thursday with no win with an iron in your hand to start, hard hard to, to puzzle. But that's not what this is about. What this is about is how he handled all that. And the fact that Rory took the time to to go out on social media and thank everybody and talk about how wonderful this was for Irish golf and and, and Ireland as a country and and just the people. Like, he took the high road on everything and was just uh, gracious in defeat and gracious in probably embarrassment and sadness and disappointment. And you know, you tell you learn more about people at, at, at their lows than you do in their highs. 100%. And Rory was awesome on how he handled that. And and even more proof came out this week that after missing the cut, and after you know really being the goat of a lot of of uh, analysts. Uh, Speeches throughout the week and cried like a, like a Shambly who just wanted to beat up with him to, to fill airtime. Uh, he took the time to reach out uh, to Shane Lowry and, and wish him luck on Friday night and and give him words of encouragement. And uh, Shane Lowry said, said went back to Rory and said I'll, I'll see you in Memphis. And he said hopefully I won't see him in Memphis. Hopefully you'll still be drunk drinking out of the claret jug was his response. There you go. So the fact that Rory McIlroy after one of the biggest appoint, uh, disappointments of his career, hands down, hundred percent. This this may be the biggest disappointment mm-hmm. of his career mm-hmm. to not only not win but to not even be a, a part of this championship and, and really go out in embarrassment. It's got to be this and, and that 2011 Masters. Yes. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. To take the time to uh, to thank people and be gracious in the public uh, and to reach out to the world really on social media, to take the time to do that and then to take the time to reach out to Shane Lowry. Well done, Rory McIlroy. All right, um, my weird this week, uh, you know, the PGA Tour, the world in the U.S., south of the border here, is embracing uh, now the new, I guess, the new gambling laws that we're going to see in, in the U.S. Over, over the next year or so. And fantasy sports has really hit the golf world. Well, uh, one of the fantasy sports leagues uh, uh, suggested that Max Homa was an underdog bet this week at the, at the World Golf Championship event down in Memphis. And he went out and fired a first-round 74 and got berated on social media from his fantasy picks. And this was his response. Uh, I'm pooping on people that tell me I have to play better for their fantasy lineup. Hey, listen, you need to draft better. Don't pick me. All right? It's not hard. I I don't know who these people are. Listen, I hope you make money off me, but if you don't, it's not my fault. I got a better idea. Pick a better person. 
pick Rory. End of quotation. <laughs> so I just thought that is hilarious. Yeah. And now that this gambling world is opening up, I'm wondering if we're going to see more of these types of exchanges Probably. next year. If, right? if guys are this active on Twitter, and Max Holm was one of the more active players on Twitter, especially you know with the great backstory he has, then winning the Wells Fargo. Uh, but you know he's got that personality that that golf really needs. Okay, my what this week, and we have talked about this already, Adam. Yes. Yes, And Bob and I have talked about this, but now it's a reality. When we brought this up originally, there was several majors left in front of us that we anticipated would be very different for Mr. Tiger Woods than the major season that has transpired. Mm -hmm. So we weren't really thinking we would be in this position because we thought Tiger would be in the top eight or close to the top eight for the President's Cup, which would seal him. It'd be a foregone conclusion. Foregone conclusion that he would be a playing captain in December. For the President's Cup. But here we are. And there is only four weeks left for the American team for automatic qualification. Now, there are four more captain's picks. And there is a long way to go on those. We've got wraparound schedule. We've got World Golf Championship event. We've got huge events overseas in Asia as part of the schedule. But to automatically qualify, we have four weeks left. Tiger Woods is currently 12th. 12th. I can't even find Jordan Spieth. I'm looking for Jordan Spieth on this list. 29th. So we got Jordan at 29. So Jordan, forget it. I'm sorry. Your time is done. Unless he wins. Unless he wins. He might have a chance if he wins. Tiger Woods, 12th. I pose the question to you, Adam. If Tiger Woods finishes, let's assume Tiger plays the playoffs the way he's played the majors. Now, he wins a playoff event. 100% he's in. Things change. Might be player of the year, too. Right. <laughs> things change, right? That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Who's the player of the year yeah. right now? To me, it's got to be Kepka because of what he did in the majors. Yeah. But we've seen players win player of the year without majors before. In 100%. fact, Tiger won five times in 2013, didn't win a major, was player of the year. Yeah. What do we do? Does Tiger Woods, now he's going to, here's the other thing that people aren't talking about, too. He's going to have heat on himself because I'll tell you right now. The TV stations, like the the global rights holders of the President's Cup, us being one of them here, Mm -hmm. the PGA Tour, the European Tour, the event organizers, et cetera, et cetera, the list goes forever. There's going to be heat on him, including maybe his own players, to pick himself. A hundred percent. And I'm really curious about this because, you know, obviously he's going to, at this point, play the playoffs, so three weeks, and then he's going to take a pretty big chunk of time off, and then he's going to go to Japan. Right. He's going to play some... Uh, Weird Skins game they're playing. Skins game. He's going to play the Zozo there, over there, and maybe a WGC, I doubt it. Right. But the week before the President's Cup is his own tournament, the Hero World Challenge. So he's definitely going to play in that. So That's a lot of golf. It's a, it's, it is a lot of golf, but I think he's going to try to be peaking. I think he's going to be playing. Right. I, and another reason I say So right that. now, would you call it that he's on that team? Because I think I it's, he's got to have too much pressure not to. Yep. I also say this because he put a blog post out about a month-ish ago um, sort of talking about some guys, and he signed it, your captain, Tiger Woods, and scratched out captain and put playing captain. Ooh. Well, you know what? Yeah. Listen, Tiger's done a lot for the game. No one would argue if he's on the team. He is 12th on the list. It's not like he's 29th like Jordan. But he could do himself and everyone a favor by having a good playoff. He really could. He could. Could he not? 
Well, and I, I don't see why he won't, really. I, well, he's got to pay attention. He's got to, yeah. And we're going to see some nicer, hotter weather. Yes. yes. Which but he's got to try. He, he does. He really you does. Can't take a, you can't just show up. Now, the good news is he might play three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and you wonder what that's going to do to him. Well, if he plays three weeks in a row and he gets to the Tour Championship, which would be anticipated... And by the time he gets to the Tour Championship, he should be ready to go. Oh, well, it was like we said last year. You know, he played seven and nine weeks. He goes and contends in the BMW Championship. Right. We talked about how his game looks so good. Right. Goes and wins the Tour Championship. Right. And especially with the format right. this year of the Tour That's Championship. It. You better be in a good spot. You better be in the top ten right. or else or you're going to make up ten shots in four rounds. Yeah. So it's going to be it. So we'll see. Uh, to me, and then we have the question, and the question for Bob, and we'll bring this up with Bob coming up momentarily. Is he not playing because he's uninterested? Uh, or and, and that he's kind of saving his back for the warmer weather and he knows he can't do it in cold weather? Or is his back not allowing him to play? Mm-hmm. Is the back way worse than we think it is? Or neck or, or something. Or neck or whatever. Yeah. Because limited schedule is one thing. Not playing at all is something else. Mm-hmm. I believe a limited schedule is better for Tiger. But not playing at all? Is pointless. For sure. All right, on the other side, we're going to hear from Adam Hadwin, who went one-on-one with Bob Weeks. He was the only Canadian to make the cut at the Open Championship play all four rounds. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This is Aquino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeksy coming up next. We're going to wrap up the Open Championship, get his thoughts on a few things, put a bow on that. But before we do, Bob had the opportunity to speak with Adam Hadwin one-on-one. Hadwin was one of three Canadians, Corey Connors and Austin Connolly, to play in the Open Championship. However, unfortunately, the only Canadian to make the cut and play all four rounds. Bob had a chance to catch up with Adam immediately following his fourth round. Adam Hadwin, four rounds in the books. Let's deal with the fourth round before we talk about the overall performance. But how did you feel about uh, the round today? A little bit windier, tougher conditions and a different uh, course out there. Yeah, um, it started off, I mean, compared to what it is right now, quite nicely. Um, but yeah, again, uh, got off to a great start. Played some terrible golf in the middle and kind of scrambled my way through the finish. So um, there are some positives, I think, to take away from this week. Um, but certainly a little disappointed and per- perform better here third uh, open championship and as you said most of the week you've been learning more and more about links every time you come over here what does it tell you about your game on this kind of golf course well i think that i can fit my game to to kind of whatever golf course we play um i think the only one that i might struggle with is the the bombing gouge the we got to bomb it as far as you can but um i really enjoy the the creativity you have to have um here and um i I, I just enjoy my time over here. I really enjoy the golf, and um, like I said, I just wish I would have had to play a little bit better. You've actually taken some time, I know, to go and tour around a little bit here and see some of the sights. That's not something you do week in and week out. How different is that, and how fun is that? Well, I just, 
you know, we don't often get to come to parts of the world like this. You know, I feel like in the States, we go to the same tournaments year after year. We see the same things. Um, so when we do get a chance to come to different parts of the world, you got to see a few things. I mean, I'm not sure when I'm going to be back in Northern Ireland. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, just a, a great country to come see. And like I said, I really enjoyed my time. All right, you're going back to uh, North America to reset and uh, start get ready for the playoffs. What's your what's your perspective on where you are heading into the first round? Yeah, I feel good. Um, I'm not going to dwell on this week too much. Um, conditions are obviously a lot different than what we're going to face um, the next four weeks. So I've been playing some good golf. I just got to keep doing keep doing what I'm doing. Really, just kind of um, keep trying to dig it out of the dirt. Uh, keep working on the basics, and uh, you know, just kind of go out and have some fun and enjoy it. If you were to assess your year up to this point right now, what kind of grade would you give yourself? Um, let's say maybe a B. Um, certainly improved upon last year, um, which is nice. Uh, it's always tough coming off a year like I had in 2017 um, to kind of keep the pedal down and keep going. Um, and I didn't do quite a good job as that of that last year. Um, I had a good run in the playoffs, which made the, the year seem a lot better. Um, but you know, I'm up closer to you know 40th, 45th in the FedEx right now. So a lot higher going into the playoffs than I was last year. So I'm I'm right there if I can kind of keep some of this momentum and a couple good finishes in the first few events. I'll be in the Tour Championship. Go back home and put some shorts on and uh, relax, and we'll see you in the playoffs. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. And Bob Weeks with Adam Hadwin, who is currently 40th in the FedEx Cup points race. Corey Connors actually 31st because of obviously his victory earlier in the year. But both of them position quite well if they get off the good starts at the Northern Trust, which kicks off the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Both of them in a good position to maybe get to that top 30, that all big tour championship. There's some huge money uh, up for grabs in that tour championship. And for Adam, currently 15th, Scully, on the uh, President's Cup international team points list. Now, they only have a few weeks as well to automatically qualify for the top mm -hmm. eight. Adam at 15. The difference between the American side, though, and the international side, and this is a dilemma for Ernie Els and his assistant cap captains, one of which happens to be Canada's own Mike Weir, is it is weak. The lineup is weak. It's not as strong, for sure. The yeah. selection group is weak. And unlike the Americans, going to the 15th spot, going to the 20th spot, going to the 25th spot to justify a captain's pick is a lot easier. Leapfrogging some of these international players that haven't seen daylight in a big event ever. Yeah, it's tough. And, I mean, on the contrary, it, though, if you do look at uh, the list right now, uh, Shugo Imihara is in the mix right now at uh, the at um, the 12 spot at, in the 12 spot, and he's in the mix at the in the WGC right now mm -hmm. uh, at uh, number 12. So, you know, Hideki Matsuyama starting to heat up, which is good for the international side. Uh, but for Corey Connors, starting with him, he's 19th right now, playing in the WGC. So uh, there's no cut. So if if he can, you know, get inside the top 10, uh, he's currently just a couple shots outside of that at uh, T. Uh, 22, I believe. Um, you know, this could be a big week for Corey. And now, once the pl the playoffs come around, Hadwin has shown some form. A uh, couple or a good finish just about a month ago, and uh, not a month ago, just around a month ago, when Matthew Wolf got his mm -hmm. first victory. Mm -hmm. yeah, 3M. 3M. Um, this is a huge time for these guys. I was going to say it's very similar to the conversation we just had about Tiger Woods. Yeah, a good playoff for Team Canada can serve them a long way. Mm -hmm. A good playoff. And listen, and again, you don't need to be in the top eight 
But the closer they can get to the top 12, the easier it is for Mike Weir to influence a captain's pick their way. Well, and as we've spoken about at length uh, in earlier shows, imagine having a Canadian duo. That would be awesome. But they, that's, they need to make collectively a big push, need, I think, to be able to justify that you one. You need a win from Hadwin and er, or Connors and, the, yeah. you know, and one and of some, them doing yeah. something. Or both of them. You know what? Two, two Canadians in the Tour Championship, which certainly uh, in that top 30, would certainly get the attention of Ernie Els. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Let's start with two Canadians in the top 30. And I think that's a good springboard. Uh, to potentially a President's Cup mm-hmm. appearance. All right, going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to be joined by Bob Weeks, who was in Ireland at Royal Portrush for the Open Championship, and we'll put a bow on that. Maybe talk a little President's Cup as well with Bob, see what he thinks about Tiger, 12th spot, what needs to happen. You know, Does Tiger play all three playoff events? Mm. Supposed to now. That was the idea. We're going to three, right? Everybody's yep. going to play them all. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hear from Bob Weeks next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Mark Sacchino in studio alongside Adam Scully, but joining us now uh, via phone Somewhere, I'm sure, in the middle of his run, getting prepared for uh, his next big marathon coming up in a few months. He's in hard training mode, and I wonder how much training he got done last week, as I hear when he was in Royal Portrush that he would run every morning with a Guinness in both hands. That was No days off! (laughs) No days off. Joining us, Bobby Weeks. Good morning, Robert. Uh, Hello there, gentlemen. Yeah, there were a few runs, but uh, I I didn't have the Guinness. I saved that for... Hydration after the race. (laughs) Protein, yes. All right, Bob, let's start with uh, a comment you made off the top because I think I kind of know where you're getting, and the word that I'm going to use is celebration because you said that uh, that this might be your favorite Open Championship you've ever attended. And I get the sensation from yourself and everyone that I've spoken to that were (laughs) able to cover this event or be a part of this event in person, that it really felt like a celebration of Irish golf and a celebration of the Open Championships itself and its return. Is that an accurate kind of description or vibe of what this week was like? Yeah, and I think, you know, if you you can put out a checklist of what you want to happen or what you hope to achieve by hosting one of these things, and I think these people just hit on every one of them. And, And the first part, to me is that this is a town of 7,200 people, Port Rush. And you take the surrounding area where Port Stewart and some of those other places, and it might be triple that. And, and to pull off uh, an event that's the size of this, um, the logistical um, hurdles they had to get through, it was, it was basically flawless. There was never a traffic jam. Um, there was restaurants you could get into and, and, and all those kind of things that happened after and around it. The parking wasn't a problem. And for me, anyway, that that was number one. Number two was that you got some good Irish weather. You got got some of that rain. You got some cold. You got some wind, which is what you want. You don't want it to be all baked out. You don't want to see guys wearing uh, short sleeves unless they're Irish and it's minus 
five, and they don't seem to really care about it. And then, and then to have an Irishman in the running and to win it was just spectacular. So um, put all that together with the golf course itself, you know, this was this was just a win on so many levels, and it was so much fun, and and so much. Um, I guess celebration is the word again, Mark. Is is just it was just a huge uh, accomplishment that came off flawlessly. And speaking of celebrating, Shane Lowry, he's been doing his fair share uh, of celebrating, uh, enjoying a few pints of Guinness uh, for sure. But, you know, those conditions on the Sunday, uh, as Justin Thomas put it, were as bad as he's ever played. And, and for Lowry to shoot that round of, of a one over par, Bob, is that one of the better rounds you've seen all season? Uh, it's certainly one of the better rounds I've seen all season. One of the better rounds I've seen kind of in bad weather. At an open, I remember Ricky Fowler. Uh, the last time we were at St. George's, played and shot like 65. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even in contention, but he shot 65. I think on the Saturday, it was unbelievable. Uh, the weather, you're right though, Adam. It was. I mean, you were camped out somewhere. I think I texted you in the morning. You were camped out somewhere where they were serving the Guinness in a, on a warm, and you were sitting on a warm stool somewhere. And I said, "Yes, you're a, you're a smart man." <laughs> I mean, it was just coming in sideways. We we bailed the early. My cameraman Dean Willers and I kind of headed for the media center once we saw the storm rolling in. Mm-hmm. And if it was any golf course around here, if it was, if it was Weston or Bayview or, or uh, uh, the Hunt Club, you know, the, the, the course would have been empty. The bar would have been full, but the course would have been empty. <laughs> that's, that's all you can say. Uh, Bob, my winner this week was Rory McIlroy because of the way he handled... I guess I don't the embarrassment uh, and the way he missed the cut probably the largest disappointment of his career I'm assuming not being able to play the all four rounds and be in contention in this championship but I thought uh, just the way he handled himself uh, afterwards the way he the, the statement he made on social media and then also being able to to reach out to Shane Lowry and give him words of encouragement and 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 kind of wish him luck uh, and suggest that he hopes he's drinking out of the claret jug instead of in Memphis, uh, uh, you know, playing golf, et cetera, the, the, the Twitter exchange they had on Friday. But at the same time, I don't want to give Rory a pass. Uh, Brandel Chambly, I don't think that's fair. You don't win majors by eight shots and call yourself a choke. He's not a choke. How do you make sense of this? I am starting to lean just so that, because you and I have not had a lot of chance to discuss this. I'm starting to look at Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and seeing a lot of similarities. And with the exception of a few holes at Bethpage, it was an extremely disappointing uh, uh, major season for DJ as well as Rory. And the one common thing they have on the bag is that they don't have a veteran caddy on the bag. They don't have a psychologist on the bag. They don't have a therapist on the bag. We saw what Shane Lowry did with Bo Martin, how he used Bo Martin as a therapist to win the Open Championship. Are these guys missing something, and do they need to make some serious uh, decisions and a serious look at the camp? Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot to unpack there. I, I think I think the expectations on both those guys are so high that if they don't win, it's it's a loss. If that makes sense, you know, you can finish top five, top ten. Um, if you are uh, another player in in the field somewhere, and you're you're probably going to say, "Wow, that was pretty good," but for those two guys. You know, you expect them to win, and when they don't, then something is is clearly wrong, or we're looking for something. I think that opening tee shot for me, for Rory, kind of summed up a little bit about what this whole week was. Now there was a little bit of wind coming out of the right, and it was easy if you got it going the wrong way to kind of ride that wind and push the ball out of there. We can debate internal out of bounds at another time. Yeah, to, because to me, what, that, yeah. I'm sorry about because like if if you and I go play there this week, that's not out of bounds. Yeah, no, so. exactly, exactly right. So I think it's sort of a 
I think it's kind of silly, to be perfectly honest. There's enough penalty in that rough there, to be perfectly honest, when you see it. But I, I think for Rory, in this particular case, this was almost, to me, it wasn't a choke. It was, as Brandel Chambly called it, I think it was more of a situation where he was just trying too hard. And it's easy to see why, when you were there and on the grounds, and as we just said before about the celebration of Irish golf, like Rory wanted so badly to do so well for all these people, not necessarily for himself, I think he wanted to, to, to give these people a ride. And you could see it the next day when he did get on the run, what the reaction was. It, it harkened me back to when Brooke Henderson was playing in Ottawa two years ago and she had to make the cut on the back nine. You would have thought she was playing for a major championship. And it was the same kind of atmosphere there. But I just think he was just trying a little bit too hard and, and out of his comfort zone in terms of, of the way he played. But you're right, going forward in the bigger picture, those two have to kind of figure out a way to get over the top because they're both too good of a player's not to have won for, you know, or, or I guess DJ is the only one who's won a major in the last five years. The other favorite co- uh, going into the Open Championship was Brooks Kepka, and, and he polished off just a remarkable major season going 2-1-2-4. But, Bob, he had some uh, puzzling comments at the start of the week, t- talking about how he doesn't really practice unless it's a major a championship. What were, what were your thoughts on those comments and just as Kepka as a whole? like he, To me, he's not quite a villain, but he's... He's approaching it with his he's something that's right? He's polarizing. He's different. And I think that could potentially be a good thing for golf. What do you think, Bob? I think that uh, I think that he likes to bait the press a little bit, <laughs> uh, and I think we swallow a hook pretty good. That's fair. You know, they, to, to me, like I've seen him practice. I saw him. I saw him two years ago at Glen Abbey when he missed the cut, and he was grinding on the range with his coach Claude Harmon, working yeah. things out. I, I think the intensity might not be there, and you know, I think rightly he gets up for majors, and certainly the more he wins, the more he does that because that's what he wants to achieve. Um, but I, I don't buy into this thing where he's not practicing in between. Otherwise, you know, he would be practicing until next April right now. <laughs> <laughs> 260 <laughs> days, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, look, he had a remarkable season in the majors. He's had a remarkable two last two seasons in the majors. And I think he's finally starting to get his due. And, and I think he's finally starting to understand that it doesn't matter what he says or, or how he goes about it, the press will move in, in a certain way with him. But I think he's starting to get the respect he deserves, which is good. Uh, Bob, I want to switch gears, but before we do, very quickly, uh, uh, J.B. Holmes. Uh, and his play on Sunday, it's not that we haven't seen this before, but his reputation and being called out maybe as a slow player publicly, do you think that has anything to do with that performance, or is that just another uh, Sunday explosion from J.B. Holmes? I think that's just a round that got away from him. He didn't like playing in that weather. You could see it. He was not comfortable with it, and I think it was just one of those ones where after it started to slip away, he just gave up and and – um, the, the bad part for me is, is the other part of that. The bad part is that he was never challenged on his slow play, and to me, that's as bad a bad an issue as the slow play itself. Is if, if the, as a slow player, you got to call him on it, and if you don't call him on it, then you're just as much a criminal in this whole situation. Here, 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 here. Uh, okay, Bob. Uh, quickly, we only have a few minutes left, but Adam and I both think right now that if Tiger had to pull the trigger on himself that there's just too much pressure from outside influences that he would, in the 12 spot, uh, pick himself as a playing captain. Uh, It's been a horrible summer. He's still got a few weeks left across his uh, FedEx Cup playoffs to do everybody a favor and have a good playoff, including himself. Where do you sit on this right now? Where are you leaning? And uh, do you think he plays all three playoff events? Uh, I think his body right now is just way too fragile to risk putting him as a player out there. The last two majors have really scared me in terms of what I've seen. 
And then when I've heard from him, now talking about the fact that, you know, he's going to have good days and bad days, he's, he's going to be like Fred Couples. And, you know, there are going to be days when he just wakes up and says, nope, I can't play golf. And are you going to risk that happening when he's in Australia for the President's Cup? I just don't think you can do that. So um, I don't think he's going to pick himself. Uh, will he play all three of the FedEx Cup playoffs? I think that's going to be very interesting. If he does, I don't know how well he'll play. Because I, I just think this is a guy who's got um, – is going to – you're going to see a very limited schedule from this guy going forward. That's just a hunch on my part. But I don't think you're going to see him play any more than you did this year in the next three or four years. And I doubt you'll see him play a lot of back-to-backs, which is what you got to do in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So that's going to be a real interesting one to watch to see where, how it, where and how his body holds up. And, and on the other side of the coin for the international side, uh, Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors, both uh, you know 15 and 19 right now on the ranking. Adam Hadwin, the only Canadian uh, to make the cut last week at the Open Championship. But, but and Bob, it looks like his frame of mind is pretty good here heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I like where I, what I see from Adam. I think uh, this week, uh, you take throw this week out because it's a, a little bit of an oddball. His putting has been really good lately, and that's a great sign to see. Uh, when he putts well, he can play well. And I think if he gets himself up close, uh, which, which he'll, to do that, he'll need to play well. I think he'll, he'll be, make himself a good case for a captain's pick, um, especially if that putter works well, because we know how important the putter is in these team competitions. And uh, I know he's going to have Mike Weir lobbying hard for him, so that's one other extra thing he's got uh, going for him as well. Bob, have a great weekend. Are you playing any golf? Uh, I am going to play a little golf, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm actually going up on Monday to play at the Summit in a big uh, charity tournament up there with our uh, old pal Ian Leggett, and uh, he's raising some money up there. So we're going to help him out, and then we'll see you guys uh, later in the week for Golf Talk Canada. And it'll be Tickety Boo Summit on Monday because it's their club championship weekend. So it'll that. be it'll be running quick on Monday. My good friend uh, Dave Hemstead, the Hammer, trying to win his like uh, 92nd, I believe, uh, club championship <laughs> out there. Thanks, so. thanks for the warning. Weeksy, have a great weekend. We'll see you Tuesday, buddy. Take care, guys. Bob. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. <laughs> there you go. Not best color man in the league for nothing, folks. Uh, Bob Euchre throwing it. I think that's from uh, Wild, Thi- Wild Thing. Yeah. No? What's it from? Oh. Gotta, uh, jump out of here. What's that from? Well, I thought it was from Wild that Thing. That is from Major League. Major League. Uh, Wild Thing's uh, Charlie Sheen's name in it. Thank you. Thanks, Ricky Dave. the Wild Thing Vaughn. That's it. Thank you. Thank uh, you. That's it. All right. Speaking of wild things, wild things happening across the world of golf. we got majors coming from uh, multiple tours. We'll do leaderboard updates, get you caught up on everything GTC uh, before we break as we wrap up today's show. Adam. Yes. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. As we wind down today's show, there is... A lot of golf going on in the world of golf, so let's get you caught up on all leaderboards. As leaderboard updates are brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906, the home of golf in Durham, now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for the remainder of 2019. To find out how you can join, visit oshawagolf.com. That is oshawagolf.com, tradition, community, golf. Scully, what is happening in the world of golf, my friend. Starting with the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Matthew Fitzpatrick, rounds of 67 
67-64 as a two-shot lead right now at 900 par for Patrick Cantlay. Cameron Smith, John Rahm, Billy Horschel also in the mix there. Uh, some notable names, Brooks Kepka, Bubba Watson, Rory McIlroy, and of course Canadian Corey Connors, two under. He is T22, seven shots off the base. Very nice. Uh, in the LPGA Tour, they're playing a major. The Evian uh, Masters, uh, Haiju Kim is your leader at 1,500 par. That's good for a one-shot lead over Sunghung Park. And Jin Young-Ko is four back at 11-under, along with Inby Park at 11-under par. There is only one round left to go on the LPGA Tour. Brooke Henderson in a T27, three-under par, a good ways back. In fact, 12 off the pace, but next week... Open Women's Championship. I've picked her to win the Open Women's Championship for five years in a row. Why stop now? Skulls? On to the Corn Ferry Tour, the Price Cutter Charity Championship, championship presented by Dr. Pepper. Mm. Wow. You know be- what's good with uh, corn uh, fairy chips? Uh, you put a little Dr. Pepper on top. It's a it's a wake up cereal. It's wonderful. You'll love Oof. it. Corn fairy chips and uh, Dr. Pepper. That's a lot of sugar right there. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Randolph, Conrad Schindler are your co leaders at fourteen under par. Uh, Steve Wheatcroft. Uh, ah, Steve Wheatcroft. Uh, two shots. I called him sculling a ball into the pond at Glen Abbey. At Glen Abbey on PGA Tour Radio. Wow. Just shocked. That was the hardest call of my life. Yeah. I say why it's the hardest call because when someone completely skull shakes one to lose, like how do you call it and not make it sound as awful as it actually is. Well, that's, that was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah Sorry. I, I felt from. Anyway, so he's also in the mix. Canadian Michael Gleick, Uh He is T31. And speaking of the Open Championship, the Senior Open Royal Lytham in St. Anne's West Short Jr. Two rounds through. Six under par. That's good for a one-shot lead over Darren Clark and Scott Dunlap at five under. And if you look back to the 200 position, Bernard Longer, four back, trying to get some form. Is this the year we finally woke up, I think, and Bernard Longer finally realized he was in his 60s? It finally happened. But who knows? Still within striking distance with two rounds and, to go. And our friend Brandel Chambly uh, yes, qualified, 76-74, did not make the cut, but good for him hey, for good qualifying. Good for him qualifying yeah. for the second year in a row. Yeah. So you know what? He is uh, outspoken. He is uh, sometimes controversial, but you know what? He puts his money where his mouth is, and he gets out there, and he he, good for him. he puts the, the pen to paper. So good good to him, and puts it out there for everybody to take their own shots back. Uh, 20 Weeks TaylorMade continues. Follow us on social media, Golf Talk Canada at Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram. And we still have a ton of prizes left to give away, including a full through-the-bag set of TaylorMade golf equipment, including the custom fitting. We're talking drivers, fairway woods, gappers, irons, putter, wedges, bag, custom fitting. Follow us. And if you already follow us at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram, you're already in. And, of course, uh, tell us your Bushnell story uh, at Bushnell Golf, at Golf Talk Canada. Hit us up with videos, pics. Uh, stories of how you conquer your best hole with Bushnell or you'd like to conquer your best hole with Bushnell for your chance to win a V4 hybrid state-of-the-art Bushnell product. We're going to do that in a couple weeks. Next week is a Golf Talk Canada best of for the long weekend. And then we're back with a live show. We got lots to get to. We still got the playoffs. We still got President's Cup. We've got uh, still, it's amazing. I know, I know. It feels like it's wrapping early, but it starts right away. So there's still lots to get to. Yeah, I've got a few PGA Tour radio events to work as well. I'll be kicking off the playoffs in New York at the Northern Trust. I'll be on the ground for that event. At Liberty National. Yes, I will. Then I'll be in September. I'll be in studio in D.C. working the studio job for uh, the Safeway, which I believe is the Napa event. Mm -hmm. 
And then I'll be back on the ground in November uh, at Mayakoba uh, for my final PGA Tour radio event of the of the season. So still a few more to go. So I'm looking forward to that. Skulls, we're golfing this week on Wednesday. We're yes. going to play a little golf. Have you down to the Toronto Hunt for the first, first time? time. I'm I can't pretty believe excited. that you have not played the Toronto Hunt yet. That goes to show how busy our bloody schedules are. Wait, wait, the fine wait. days to play golf yes. are, is almost impossible. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know you noticed this morning when we met in the lobby. I, I was going to mention. Mrs. Golf Talk Canada finally <laughs> let me shave my head. The three-year fight with Mrs. Golf Talk Canada finally let me uh, shave. You know, fighting baldness is not a good thing as you get older. You still have so much flow. Yeah. You're good. You've got lots of flow. This might be my last stand to grow in some sound. No, no, it looks yeah. good. Listen, trust me. Hold on for dear life as long as you can. I did. You're going Do not full, let it go. You're going full messy. I, I, I yeah, I, say, I took it down to the wood. I feel better. I no longer look like an old guy trying to hold on to his hair. I just look like a guy who shaved his head. I feel a lot better good. about yeah, it. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I feel a lot yeah. better. We'll debut it uh, this Wednesday yes. on Golf Talk Canada. I will. I, should we tell Bob? I don't know if he's he listening. listening. Now. I don't if know. He's listening now. We shouldn't tell Bob. He should just show up, and I'm just maybe if you just with the mustache too, and just, yeah, just like a hardcore goatee, like yeah. a full messy. I'll just come in with the cup raised above my, <laughs> predicting a win in the game seven, yeah. something like we that. We will win game seven. <laughs> what do you have the rest of the weekend? Are you playing golf at all? I know you're working today. I might be getting nine holes in tomorrow potentially. Yeah, I'm gonna get some golf in before we play. Okay, so I can avoid the sh- 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 shanks yes. on Wednesday. Yes. No guy. No guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then. Just prepping for golf talk on uh, this coming coming week. So. And uh, Mama Scully, the wrist. Mama Scully update. She's hit some putts. She's okay. making progress. She's still aiming for some golf down south with her uh, M4 driver that she got last year and only played about two rounds with. So she's looking forward to making a big comeback. I should also mention, right. I did mention in our Ireland update, uh, my dad, Rick, had in our first two rounds hit the pin on a par three twice. Wow, twice, twice. The- first two rounds. The first one was was an inch, an inch away. I my arms went in the air. I thought it was in. Oh my lord! Yeah. I you know it's funny. I, we only got about a minute left. It's funny. I have, it's been years since I've had a hole in one. Yeah. Like years. And I came. I played Scarborough this week, which one of my favorite courses. Love Scarborough. Uh, T.J. Rules about oh, Scarborough. Yes. Anyway, I was actually with Heather's aunt and uncle, right? Uh, who are uh, who have been longtime friends of mine. Anyway, make a long story short, uh, fourth hole, which is one of Arnold Palmer's favorite par threes in the world at Scarborough, three inches. I had one eighty four. And hit a seven iron off a backboard, and it came down the hill, oh. and it almost went. In the, and we the most painful part is you could watch it, watch it, watch it, and it Some pulled slow up slow motion, pulled up three inches shy. Oh. Thought we'd be celebrating. Oh but, wow, uh, Adam, thank you as always. It's been fun. Good to I, be back. Have a great weekend. You Good too. to see you in person. Yes, I'm sir. glad you had a great trip thank in you Ireland. Very much. It, uh, it you. looked like you and your father and the group had a wonderful time. So I'm so happy for you guys. And Tuesday, I will see you for Golf Talk Canada as we are back 1 p.m. Wednesday, TSN 4 for an all-brand-new Golf Talk Canada TV. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.